Ayelet HaShachar refers to a phenomenon where full morning has not yet arrived, and yet one finds enough light in the world to sustain one's hope, to inspire one's faith. It is a natural phenomenon that precedes the psalm because the psalm is about holding on to faith in the darkness of despair. Welcome to Bible 365, episode 201, The Darkness and the Dawn. I'm Mayor Soloveitchik. Rabbi Israel Meir Lau, the former chief rabbi of Israel and the youngest survivor of Buchenwald, describes in his memoir the celebration in the camps of the holiday of Purim, the marking of one of the most joyous days of the Jewish calendar, in the midst of the most terrible conditions imaginable, including an attempt to read the Megillah, the Book of Esther, and to sing Shoshanat Yaakov, which is the Hebrew title of a beloved Purim song. Rabbi Lau writes, quote, Purim arrived. As with Passover, the Jews in Buchenwald decided to celebrate Purim as best they could. They could not fulfill the mitzvot of sending portions of food to friends, giving gifts to the poor, or holding a festive meal, but they could attempt to read the Megillat Esther, Scroll of Esther. No one had a Megillah, yet they did not concede defeat. Several days before the date, some of the older Jews in the camp held a meeting. They resolved to shake off their despair and try to reconstruct the Megillah from memory. Each man would write whatever verses he remembered by heart, and a committee of the elders of the block would try to reconstruct the proper order of the text. Everyone remembered the most important verses, such as, In the days of Ahasuerosh, for the Jews there was light and happiness, joy and glory. There was a Jewish man in Shushan the capital whose name was Mordechai, and Mordechai would not kneel or bow. They wrote out the verses with charcoal, on yellow paper torn from discarded sacks of millet. On Purim Eve, the Jews of Buchenwald read the improvised scroll. They could not recite the blessing, since the scroll was incomplete and not written on parchment, and thus did not fulfill the conditions of the law. Still, with whatever they had dredged up from the depths of their memories, they managed to create a traditional Purim atmosphere, albeit modest, due to the circumstances. At the end of the evening, the Jews sang the symbolic lines charged with meaning, Shoshanat Yaakov Tzahalav Esamecha, The Rose of Jacob rejoiced and exulted. You have always been their salvation, their hope in every generation. All who place hope in you shall not be put to shame, nor shall those who trust in you be disgraced forever. When they sang, Cursed is Haman who sought to destroy me, no one had any doubt to whom the verse referred, and the phrase, Blessed is Mordechai the Jew, inspired everyone with great hope. End quote. So Rabbi Lau writes, To hope in the midst of hopelessness, to find faith where so many might not see inspiration for it, to see light in the darkness, is so awe-inspiring. And it is this theme that lies at the heart of an exquisite, heartbreaking psalm that we study today one which the rabbis have stressed, is linked to the Purim story itself. Psalm 22 introduces itself with the following mysterious sentence, Lam al ayelet hashachar, mizmor ledavid, for the conductor on ayelet hashachar, a psalm of David. The words ayelet hashachar are ones over which commentators have puzzled for centuries. Ayelet usually means a type of female deer, and shachar is mourning, so some have rendered ayelet hashachar the dough of the dawn. But what does that mean? We will return to this question, but for now, let us study the rest of the psalm, which continues as follows. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. 
but I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. This is such a striking psalm. On the one hand, what is being described is a feeling of distance from the divine. Why art thou so far from helping me? On the other hand, the very fact that the psalm is being sung to God highlights how strong David's faith is in God at this moment. A similar complexity can be found in Psalm 13, where David begins by expressing anguish at the feeling of distance from the divine, but then, almost immediately after, emphasizes absolute faith. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? Forever. How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemy say I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. In these two psalms, the expression of existential anguish is personal. And yet, the feeling of faith continues to be constantly expressed. In Psalm 10, similar pain is expressed, but here David's words are directed, not to the seeming absence of providence from his own life, but rather to the fact that God seems to allow evil and injustice to at least temporarily triumph in the world. David says, Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined. For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire, and blesseth the covetous, whom the Lord abhorreth. Throughout these psalms, their very poignancy lies in the fact that pain is joined with faith. How are we to understand psalms that complain to God, that scream out in anguish to God, Why have you abandoned me? And yet simultaneously stress constant trust in God, and which finds sustaining faith in God. It is here that we turn back to the opening of Psalm 22. It is, we are told, a psalm on Ayelet HaShachar. While many explanations are offered by the exegetes for these words, one prominent one in rabbinic texts is linked to the way that the transition from night to morning is described in Judaism. We have different words for different stages. There is for the rabbis Netachama, sunrise. Then there is Alot HaShachar, rise of the morning, which refers to dawn. Ayelet HaShachar, the doe of the dawn, appears to describe a moment when almost the entire horizon remains dark but tiny rays of light can be seen, akin to the horns of a deer, perhaps two, or perhaps spread out like antlers. Ayelet tashacha refers to a phenomenon where full morning has not yet arrived, and yet one finds enough light in the world to sustain one's hope, to inspire one's faith. It is a natural phenomenon that precedes the psalm because the psalm is about holding on to faith in the darkness of despair. Thus the Talmud further tells us in a remarkable anecdote how two rabbis, Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Shimon ben Chalafta, happened to be sojourning through the Valley of Arbel in the midst of the night. And they saw the Ayela Tashachar, whose light sprang forth. Said Rabbi Chia, So is the redemption of Israel. Originally it comes bit by bit, 
כל כך שהיא הולכת, היא רבה והולכת. But as it proceeds, the light grows. הילד השחר begins the psalm because the psalm itself embodies the ability to feel anguish and yet at the same time find light in the darkness, to keep faith even in moments that seem to demand total despair. It is with this in mind that we can appreciate a comment by the rabbis that the phrase הילד השחר is a reference to Esther. And the rabbis further write that one of the scriptural inspirations for reading the book of Esther on Purim, both at night and in the morning, comes from one of the verses in the Ayelet HaShachar Psalm. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season I am not silent. In connecting the Ayelet HaShachar to Esther, we are meant to imagine a young Jewish woman all alone in the palace of the king, with the decree of genocide hanging over her head, with hopelessness descending upon her people, and Esther herself discovering within the hope and the courage to act. Of course, Esther was able to overthrow Haman before he achieved any of his evil aims. The same cannot be said when it comes to so many other heirs of Haman who hated the Jews as he did. But if, as Rabbi Lau recounted, the story of Purim continued to inspire and foster strength amongst the starved, beaten, tortured concentration camp inmates, it is because the story of the Book of Esther emphasizes the eternity of the Jewish people and the ultimate downfall of all the enemies that have attempted to annihilate us. It was that very same Purim in Buchenwald that for the very first time the inmates heard intimations of the coming American army and the imminent German defeat. Rabbi Lau continues his tale describing the morning of Purim as follows, quote, The same Jews who told me about the Purim celebration in Buchenwald also spoke of a chassid of Gur named Avraham Avram Eliyahu. He became another one of the heroes of my childhood, one of the figures I recall fondly. He was a tall man with broad shoulders, the type we used to call a real Goliath, powerful and with an unusual personality to boot. Unlike most of the Jews, he had no problem walking to his work upright and with confidence. Instead of leading the line from the barracks, he insisted on bringing up the rear, and the whole way he would support the backs of those who had trouble walking. Avram the pusher, Avram the pusher, Avram the shtipper, Avram the booster, they used to call him in Yiddish. With his right hand, he picked up the weak. With his left, he straightened the bent. And with his chest, he pushed them forward. If he saw one of his fellow Jews sway and fall, he would grab him quickly and give him a push so that the man could continue walking on his own. Everyone thought of him as a remarkable figure. End quote. Rabbi Lau further tells us that on that Purim morning, this Avraham was informed by a non-German anti-Semitic guard that usually beat the Jews in the camp that Hitler kaput, that Hitler was done for. Rabbi tells us that Avram the booster spread the word and every Jew in the line straightened up and began to sing the Purim song whose words had been uttered the previous evening. Quote, Someone in the middle of the procession began to mumble and the others joined in. Arur Haman asher bigesh labdi, cursed is Haman who sought to destroy me. The rose of Jacob rejoiced and exulted. The song of that night, Rabbi Lau continued, returned the next morning, about a month before the liberation. This was the only time the Jews ever sang on their way to forced labor in Buchenwald. End quote. To look for dawn in the midst of unbelievable darkness, to seek the Ayelet HaShachar, to see a ray of light when few might see it, this is a form of faith that can only inspire awe and which must serve as a luminous beacon to us all. This is Mayor Soloveitchik, looking forward to learning together tomorrow. Signing off. <laughs>